Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. And that's a ghost behind you, Kelly. Look, behind you, Kelly, there's a ghost. Yeah, it's a a spooky one. It's Halloween, kind of. Are you you feeling spooky, Kelly? You feeling spooked now that I got you all riled up thinking there was a ghost? Yes, I am very scared for my life. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, I would like to think that any ghost I encounter is a friend. Are you just saying that to schmooze the ghost that's directly behind you right now? No. (laughs) No, we are genuinely close friends. And I'm not afraid of him. What's his name? Peter. Okay. I mean, you you said that with zero hesitation and very regularly, so now I believe you. (laughs) I actually, you know what's crazy is I actually think every place I have lived in before has been haunted, but not not this apartment. I don't think this place is haunted. Well, I think you may have just jinxed it. That's true. You really are in some uncharted territory there, aren't you? <gasps> you might say that I am. Speaking of, uh, what a coincidence, Uncharted, the first trailer for the Uncharted movie has been released, as well as confirmation of a February 18th release date. Um, this is a film starring Tom Holland and Matt Damon. Mark Wahlberg. I don't know the difference between those two people. I'm looking at him on screen. I'm like, yeah, that's Matt Damon. (laughs) This is not a bit. I actually thought I was looking at Matt Damon. (laughs) It's actually worse that it's Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) It's funny that I can't tell you the difference between those two men. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg was in, or Matt Damon was in uh, Goodwill Hunting. He's friends with Ben Affleck. Right? Do I have that one? Mark Wahlberg. No, Matt Damon is friends with. Ben Affleck. That's what I said. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I said it wrong and then corrected myself, so. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Mark Wahlberg doesn't have any friends. <laughs> that makes sense. Because he's um, stinky. So what did you think of this trailer, Kelly? Were you, did, how'd you feel watching this? <laughs> it did not feel good. <laughs> uh, it looks bad. Um, yeah. I, I will explain why I think it looks bad. I think that the casting is really wrong. Um, Tom Holland's fine, uh, but I feel like he's become sort of, um, he's really just a name because he's Spider-Man and he's huge as Spider-Man. I feel like, no offense to Tom Holland at all, but he's a fine actor. But I feel like in every role now, he kind of just seems like Spider-Man in that place. Um, which I, for Nathan Drake, it kind of works cause he does, he's quippy and he jumps and climbs things. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, I feel like Mark Wahlberg was horribly miscasted. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> it actually makes my stomach turn. <laughs> I hate the idea that he is playing Sully. I don't understand. Um, the other thing that I think made it looked really bad. What it looked really bad was the, uh, the effects looked really bad for a trailer. Like we were kind of talking about that Resident Evil trailer last week. I feel like the CGI did not look good. Um, I feel like it's going to be one of those movies that is just relies on quips and like moments. Um, I call it like a Guardians of Galaxy esque movie because I feel like Guardians of Gal of, Ga- of the Galaxy started that trend, and now like every movie that follows has to be sort of like teehee. Um, I did not think it looks good. I do not want to see it. I don't understand if they're like changing the canon around because it feels like, I don't know if this is the case, but in the trailer it kind of seemed like Sully and Nathan were meeting in a different way. I don't understand the plotline with Sam because I feel like that doesn't make any sense either. Here was my thing. is I Even in Uncharted 4 and A Thief's End, I felt like Sam, like the believability of Sam was kind of a stretch as is. Like 
the idea that Nathan Drake had this brother who we just didn't know for all this time for this established character that we've already spent three games with. It was kind of a stretch. I understand it was like the narrative choice. It was fine because I think they pulled it off. Um, and I really like Sam. I think he's a great character and I like his relationship with Nate. Um, but I feel like they're stretching it really, really thin now with this movie being like, if I get to the treasure, I'll get to Sam. It's like, can we make that make sense? I'm not sure. What are your thoughts on the trailer, Andrew? I was just honestly confused more than anything. Like, I I personally don't think that I got even the faintest Nathan Drake vibes yeah. from Tom Holland. I think he's a perfectly good actor, but there's just a quality to that character that he is not capturing. I think he's too young. I originally, thinking this might be an origin story, I was like, okay, maybe that'll work. But then it has, like, the plane scene from Uncharted 3. Yeah. His relationship with Sully is, like, seems confusingly late into that storyline. Yes. And different. Not even close, yeah. In Uncharted 3, I think it was 3, that's when you you learn how Nathan met Drake, and Drake was how Nathan met Sully. <laughs> and Nathan yeah. was really, he was like a kid. That's what I thought this story was going to be, was an adaptation of the Uncharted 3 flashbacks, which would have been okay, I think. But instead, this feels like a weird mesh-together version of every Uncharted story, because like, he finds an underground boat that yeah. looks a lot like Uncharted 4, there's the plane scene from Uncharted 3, like one of the most iconic scenes in the series. It's Don't get it. It's a movie that feels like a waste. We've said this before, I think, on the show. Uncharted is a playable, modernized Indiana Jones. Yes. So if you turn it back into a movie, then it feels like a weird off-brand Indiana Jones way more than the games ever did. Yeah, And also, like, if it's just tacked up by, like, crappy CGI and annoying quips, I don't... I'm not super confident in this. I didn't know that Antonio Banderas was in it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about I, that. See, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but also, <laughs> I... Uncharted villains are always kind of, like, goofy... Uh, not the deepest characters, especially in the first like couple games. Yeah, for sure. So like he, if they're if they're sticking to that story format pretty well, he'll I think he'll fill that role nicely. Yeah. But but I'm with you. I don't like the Sam stuff. I think the Sam plotline was like very much. There was only one way to do it, and they did it, and it can't really be returned to. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I I think we should go see this. We have a few months, but I think we should go see this when it comes out and talk about it on the show. I will see it if you buy the popcorn. I'll buy the popcorn and you'll buy the nope. Tums because this movie is oh. going to make us sick. I already ha- I always have Tums on deck, so. <laughs> okay, that's good cuz I feel like we're going to get motion sick watching this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um So some really exciting news for all you cyberpunk fans out there. Actually, it's That's not so good. rude. <laughs> you got somebody excited with that comment. I I'm like, I'm a, I'm a cyberpunk fan. I played through the game twice. Well, one and a half times. Um, so the cyberpunk current gen console versions. So that's like PS5, Xbox Series X. Um, were delayed to quarter one of 2022. <sighs> And with the Witcher 3 version of the current gen, the current gen Witcher 3 version was delayed till quarter two. So that's like spring, summer for both of them. Um, I am not surprised. <laughs> I think Cyberpunk needed two more years <laughs> from its actual release date. But it just makes me kind of go back and think, what... Imagine if the game had never gotten delayed from like April or whenever it was originally supposed to come out. It would have been so bad. Funny. So that's not great. And, you know, it kind of sucks for Witcher also. 
for Witcher fans. Um, but this isn't really surprising. I feel like there's been a lot of turnaround at CD Projekt Red, and I also feel like there's been a lot of drama in terms of like leaks and hacks, and obviously the whole cyberpunk rollout was just really, really bad, and I think that really put a huge roadblock in the way for them. But we'll see. I'm frustrated because before launch, they announced the roadmap, and they confirmed that the current gen versions were not going to come at launch, and they said, all right, first half of next year, this is at the end of 2020, mind you. They said, first half of 2021, we're going to get you that that current gen version. Like, sorry for the delay, but it'll be here soon. And then at some point, I don't even remember when, I don't even know if we had started the show yet. They said, okay, we're going we're gonna to take more time to focus on fixing the version that we put out. And then we'll focus on the future. We'll focus on the current gen version. So they pushed it till 2022 one like vague release date presumably holiday time and that's what i was waiting for i own this game i've owned it since shortly after launch and i played quite a few hours but i stepped away because i was frustrated with like the quality and stuff and when i played it it was still pretty unstable like it crashed quite a few times um so i decided to step away and come back at the end of this year and and my patience is just wearing thin. I really don't care to wait another few months. I just want to play this game, and I, I I think it's good to delay it. I don't think they should rush this. As they have learned, they shouldn't rush things. It's just that they've established unrealistic timelines time and time again. And at this point, I don't even have the faith that this will come out correctly. Yeah. I will say the bug fixes and quality of life, well... The bug fixes and patches that they have released up to this point have really improved the game's stability. Um, if you have a PS5, I think you can successfully play the PS4 version and still have a really good experience because that's what I did. I started off on a 2016 PlayStation 4, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I think the issue um, with that was there was like a memory leak. So the game, it was started off, it was okay, and then... Around like my 11th hour, things were crashing. I was getting crashes, particularly when driving, which a huge part of the game is driving. So <laughs> I was crashing a lot. And then I got my PS5 and the game was a lot more stable and it ran at a much higher frame rate. Um, I felt like it was a better overall experience. Like I said, I, I played through the game one and a half times. So that second half was on my PS5. And I do truly feel like the patches that they've released have helped quite a bit. Um, but I I understand still wanting to wait. And I understand the frustration. Um, like I said, I really just wish that the game could have been delayed or like not even released. Not even like teased. Because yeah. I feel like if the game had come out in 2022 or in 2023, it really would have been an amazing game. And I think because I think a lot of the elements of the game are really fun. Like I like the story. I think the gameplay's very fun. Um, it's, you know, I, I can understand how some people think. I can understand how some people would be like, well, it didn't live up to its promise of being like a really in-depth role-playing game. Which I agree. I do think it's more of like an action role-playing game. Um. So I, I understand that criticism, but I like I said, I, I think if it had given more time to incubate, it really would have been an amazing game. Yeah. Much like The Witcher 3 was an amazing game, but yeah. also a little bit messy at launch, I will say. Obviously not to the same extent, but... I think this is a sad situation where we'll never really know because right. they, they've lost too much public faith and management isn't better now. Like It's not like the company's magically fixed because of this blunder. So I don't think we'll ever truly see any version of this game as it should be. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but to keep on track with games that were delayed, <laughs> Halo Infinite finally got a campaign trailer. This is the first time we've seen the game since its campaign reveal last year, correct? Was that last year? I think it was earlier than that. I think it was 2019. It might have been it's when we saw the like really bad trailer where 
like character models looked kind of unfinished. Oh, that might have been 2020 then. Oh, it would make yeah, because they were showing it before the launch of the Series X, and then shortly after that trailer, they delayed it into 2021. Yes. So we have not seen the campaign for this game in a long time. We've seen the multiplayer a few times, but this is the first time we've seen the campaign since that trailer. I think it looks a lot better, but also... So tell me if you disagree. Watching this trailer, there was no part that made me like step back and go like, wow, this is like a step for gaming, you know? <laughs> like the grapple hook looks fun, but that's all I can say. Like, I'm excited to play it, you know? I, I am very curious what this game will feel like, and I think the open world elements look like they could be pretty satisfying. But after all this weight, part of me and this is me being a little toxic i'll admit it <laughs> i just kind of expected something bigger yeah it does look very like standard halo type gameplay i agree that i feel like with all the time that they've had maybe it should have it should look a little bit more like meaty yeah and i think it's also like me being critical because like it's not coming out with a co-op camp campaign or forge mode so like if they're not doing those things, then I would have expected a lot more effort to be put into this. Right. I guess. It it just looks it just looks I don't want to say old because the graphics look nice, but it just looks like an old game. It looks like Halo. Like if you told yeah. me this came out early on Xbox One, graphically I might be like, Are you sure about that? But at the same time I'd be like, Yeah, I, I can see this. Yeah. And it is an Xbox One game, you know? But also like late Xbox One games should be leaps and bounds above early ones yeah i'm not so. sure I also, i'll play it it's free so yeah i guess i just don't understand i thought master chief's story was like over over period done finito i don't know i've i've only played some bits of some halo games so i'll play i'm planning on watching some kind of series overview before this because I know everybody's like Halo 1 through 3 are like Prime, and then everything after it is not Prime. Yeah. I'm not, but I, I, I don't have time to play Halo, five games. Halo Reach is good. Halo Reach is As, a good game. Maybe I'll play like Or maybe I'm three. thinking of ODST. I know people like that one. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I can't remember. I it's the one on where you, like play, you play as your own character. Yeah. There was one graphical thing that made me chuckle. And that's when you go, like, save a couple people in this trailer, and they're just, like, regular-looking humans, and they jump on your... Is it called a warthog? Uh, yeah, I think so. Your car with guns on the back, and they hop on the guns. And then you drive off a cliff? <laughs> and, the, and the person on the back is just standing there, like, unfazed by the fact that you are just driving off a cliff, and they are in an open back of a car... And I'm like, I think they should be a little panicked after you just drove off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. I think um, uh, I think maybe they've just had enough and they're like at their end. They're <laughs> like, whatever, man. This might as well happen. Um, I think it was also just the fact that like a giant chunk of the trailer is him like blowing up some generators. It just doesn't look fun. I don't know. It looks so stand like it this doesn't nothing about it looks new. That's what I think is the thing for me is this no, nothing looks like, oh, that's interesting. Not this, No single thing made me think that it was interesting looking. Even if it looks polished, none of it looked interesting to me. Yeah. Movement mechanics in first-person shooters are great, but I think they should be the standard now, you know? Right. Like, I know that in 2015 or 16 when, like, Doom came out, it was, like, a big deal that there was a first-person shooter that had, like fast mobile character in a first person shooter and you didn't have to go behind cover but now that should be the standard it shouldn't be like the reason that your game is exciting yeah i agree but i'll still play it i'll still play it and i am very very curious i will always say that until this game comes out my curiosity is going to be very excessive because of all the circumstances around this and like the full year delay I'm curious to play this. Yeah. I, I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, so the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the remaster, got a gameplay reveal. 
Um, and it's going to be out on November 11th. And it's going to be at a $60 price tag. <laughs> um, which is very interesting. Um, I have some thoughts on the trailer. <laughs> and I have a lot of thoughts on the price point. <laughs> I don't think it should be $60. Oh, no. Yeah. But am I being a hypocrite? Because I purchased Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which was also a trilogy of remasters for $60. You can like something and have bought it and still think the price is a bad thing. Like you can, I don't think the Mass Effect trilogy should have cost $60. You know? Yeah, I suppose that's true. I never really thought about it. I guess it's, I guess it's, yeah. I, have a lot of thoughts this was just a weird trailer to watch because half of it is like swipes across the screen to reveal old versus new gameplay and then the other half is just just gameplay and i swear half the time i didn't know which one i was looking at yeah <laughs> like it it they was went for like a stylized look instead of like a realistic look yeah it's it's like almost cell shaded yeah which is smarter than making it hyper realistic i think because the animations are bad. So if it had like really realistic models, it would look really wrong. But also like, especially the rain scenes, they look like those fan Unreal Engine trailers that people make for like Mario <laughs> and Sonic and stuff. Yeah. Like it looks, it looks weird and not natural. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't really get the, I don't really get the style choice, but I mean, I get it. It was probably cheaper, but I don't feel like people want to pay six. I mean, people will pay $60 for this. People love Grand Theft Auto, especially like San Andreas, but I don't know. I'm uncertain as to the details of like how you get this game because San Andreas is coming to Game Pass on launch day. And then in December, Vice City, I believe, or Grand Theft Auto 3. I don't know. Not entirely relevant. Another one of the games is coming to PlayStation now. So if that means that you can buy them all individually as well for like 20 bucks, I'm really wondering why there's a $60 package and also why it's $60 to begin with. It's it's a whole a caboodle. I don't know. It's it's strange and I don't think it looks necessarily that much better than the original to justify a $60 price tag for this trilogy. So, we'll we'll see once it comes out what it's going to be like. I'll at least play San Andreas since it's on Game Pass. So, I'll be able to vouch for that one's quality, but other than that, I don't I will not pay $60 to play this for sure. I yeah, my thing is like I just don't and like I said, maybe I'm being a little bit hypocritical because I didn't even think twice about the Mass Effect. I think maybe I'm just like a fan fangirl. But the price is just, that's just a lot of money for what it is, in my opinion. Those are old, old games. Um, I don't know. And it doesn't really look like $60 to me. It looks like a $40 game, maybe. Well, it's like we said. We looked at the prices. It's 16 right now to buy all the versions on like mobile. Right. I and the fact that they're delisting old versions is what bugs me cuz that means that you if you want to play these games you have to pay the the premium price tag. Right. They want to make them the old ones like as inaccessible as possible. Yeah. That's Which is strange cuz I there's going to be a lot of people that prefer the old style cuz this is weird like this weird hyper polished toy like style or whatever you, I don't even know what to call it. It's just weird and clay like. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people who love these games that don't like that style. And the fact that they don't really have a practical option to acquire those games anymore, I think that's not really cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but maybe we'll find out about some more interesting games in the PlayStation State of Play broadcast. It's happening at time of release tomorrow, Wednesday, October 27th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. This is a 20 minute long presentation by PlayStation to focus on third-party releases. Uh, I'm very glad they clarified that. 
I would have been very surprised if they had first party releases after the big show that they had last month or two months ago. I don't know when that that was late August, correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, there's a lot of games I'm interested to see. Like, I think Final Fantasy 16 has a pretty good chance of showing up here. Um, there's a lot of third party games we probably don't know about, maybe from like Capcom, from rumors, maybe even from Konami. We'll see. I- I'm excited to watch this. I'm glad that it's, you know, only 20 minutes and not some overblown show that's going to be like 50 minutes of just boring ads <laughs> for games I don't really care about. I'm glad it's at 5 p.m. Because then I can watch it. Not. Because <laughs> when I'm clock. at work, I can't watch these things, you know? We'll see. I, it's not too long till we have to find out. We'll, we'll probably have lots to discuss next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so there's some, well, I don't know if you consider this big news, but um, God of War. <laughs> Depends who you are. <laughs> God of War 2018 is coming to the PC in January. Woo. Hey. Boo, 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 boo. I was actually a little bit surprised. I never thought this game would come to PC. I'm with you. I don't know why, though. I feel like every other game that PlayStation's put on PC, I've been like, yeah, that makes sense. And in my brain, I was kind of like, but but God of War doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I have no reason, nothing to back that up. It was just a feeling. <laughs> well, I feel like everything's on PC now these days. Persona 4 is on PC. It's like, you know. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. So good news uh, for PC God of War fans. I know it's been really hard for you guys out there. Yeah. All six of you. <laughs> I think it's good to, you know, I, I know PlayStation doesn't want to put things on PC too quickly so that people still see, see the appeal of having PlayStation consoles. But even if there is a delay, I think it makes a lot of sense to put these games on PC. I hope certain, like, I hope they continue to expand the platform with, like, Last of Us and and games like Spider-Man. Yes. Isn't Last of Us on PC, the definitive edition? I don't think so. Uncharted is coming to it. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I don't think it is, though. It's hard to keep track now because they have like a lot of them, but definitely not all of them. So it's like, and I don't play PC. If I have a PlayStation game, I have it on PlayStation. I'm not going to get it on PC. Mostly because I don't have a PC. Oh, yeah. There's like rumors, but... (laughs) It makes sense. I don't know why they wouldn't put it on PC if they're putting everything else there, especially Last of Us. That's a very old game at this point. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? Like, Last of Us is going to be, what, eight years old next year? It came out in 2013. 13. June of 2013. So it just turned eight. No, it just turned eight. It's going to be nine next year. Oh, my word. That is wild. That's truly profound. I don't like that. Try not to think about that too much. Yeah, let's just put it out of our brains. Let's just hop on to the next story. (laughs) Grasshopper Manufacturer, the developer of games like No More Heroes and Killer7. It's the company that Suda51 works for. Has been acquired by NetEase. We've talked about NetEase before. They are a Chinese company. They recently poached Toshihiro Nagoshi from Sega. Um, I'm going to reiterate my concern that a another Chinese conglomerate is coming forward to try to grab a bunch of things because that was Tencent's whole gig. They were buying up things. They own a lot of American and Japanese steaks. Um, they have like not the not the meat. <laughs> like they have steaks and companies. Uh, not like and, a sirloin. No, not like something you get at the outback. But I don't like the idea that there's just another company trying to compete with Tencent. Like, yeah, Tencent should have competition, but like. If the competition is also just, like, this money company that buys things purely for the sake of turning them into 
profit creation machines, I don't think that's a good thing. I, I, I don't want to believe that Grasshopper is going to like lessen their creative value by being owned by a giant conglomerate like this, but I can't help but be concerned. And I hope that they don't buy like every small Japanese studio that exists. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's tough. When was the last Suda51 game? No More Heroes 3 just came out. Oh, okay. In August. Never mind. It's hard to remember because that game kind of flew under the radar. It was really big for fans, but like. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like a No More Heroes game. I, th- I wish Nintendo pushed it a little harder. Yeah, I feel like it didn't get a lot of. Get a lot of per- get a lot of play, and it's not like the Switch is like a small console that's hard to sell for. <laughs> it's the Switch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oops, sorry. Got a little British there for a second. <laughs> I have no. It's not. We're not done with the episode yet. Every <laughs> time we finish recording an episode, Kelly just turns British, and she didn't notice for the first like eighteen episodes. And I was like, Kelly, do you know that your vi- your voice always goes British right after we finish? And she's like what (laughs) now she's self-conscious i watch a lot of love island i also play a lot of stardew valley by concerned ape and over the weekend he released a trailer for his new game haunted chocolatier which looks so fun it's obviously made in the same style as stardew valley like i think even some of the enemies were the same um not 100% sure on the plot. Obviously, you're some sort of chocolatier who makes chocolate. And there's probably ghosts at some point. But it does look very, very similar to Stardew Valley. Um, same character styles. I don't think this necessarily comes as a surprise because he did say that he was working on a new game and he has been for about two or three years now. Um, but I'm very excited because... I love Stardew Valley, and I love Concerned Ape. I think he's a great developer. I think he's a nice guy, and I will play whatever he puts out. I'm, I think it looks really cool. Just, like, the idea of taking Stardew Valley, like, that general formula, and, like, combining it with, like, Willy Wonka. Yeah, it seems That's to be. That's a cute idea. Yeah, and it seems like it will be very expanded upon, because Stardew yeah. Valley, while it's, like, got a lot of depth, a lot of that depth came over time with like his free updates and stuff. So this looks to be like a lot of depth, like right from the jump. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I don't, I've not played Stardew, but just the idea of building a little chocolate shop from scratch that's like run by little ghosty boys, <laughs> that alone made me interested and want to play this. Yes. I'm very excited. I hope it's not too far off because he didn't end it with a release date. He just said in development and like, yeah. you know, he's he's one guy. I know it's it's wild. We shall see. I feel like it might be a next year kind of thing. That would be awesome. That'd be this would be like a great end of 2022 kind of game. Yeah, I agree. Next year's looking really good and this would be a good way to end it. I agree. Um, things that are coming out next year. We can add one to the list, but it's not a good thing because Advance Wars Reboot Camp has been delayed from December of this year to spring of 2022. This is Nintendo's remake of Advance Wars 1 and 2 for the Switch, and they simply said that they needed more time to polish the game up, and they thanked fans for having patience. I... Half of me is like, well, this is okay because, you know, gives me more time to play other games. And, like, this is a remake, so I'm not, like, completely freaking out to play it. I was a little disappointed that it went from having a defined release date to having a window. Because it went from December to spring, which means, like, I don't even know what month this is coming out in anymore. Yeah, spring could be, like, end of January or, like, May. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this also means that Nintendo's 2022 is even more overwhelming at this stage. Yeah. Which part of me is like, y'all should have really done anything you could to keep it this year because next year I'm I'm a little worried it's just going to get like overshadowed by all the other incredible things they have in the works. Yeah, lost in the sauce. 
you know, there's so much sauce next year. There's a lot of sauce from yeah. everyone. It would taste really bad because, like, <laughs> I imagine, like, if you cooked an inkling, I bet it would taste pretty good. Ew. But but then if you toss, like, a Kirby in there, those are both good flavors. You can eat Kirby and you can eat an inkling, but you can't put them in the same stew. Yeah, inkling, That would taste weird. Yeah, inklings, like, umami, like, savory. Kirby's very sweet and fruity. Yeah. What is what is uh, Link from Breath of the Wild too? What flavor is he? Uh, he's like like uh, like hickory, like savory. He's like a jerky bacon kind of meaty. Uh huh. <laughs> it's getting a little bit weird. I think. I was gonna say really salty because he's probably really sweaty and never showers. Oh well, so. yeah. I mean, I feel like bacon is salty. Jerky salty. Um. And then what flavor is Bayonetta? She's like a deep, rich wine, like grape. Very, very, very like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. chef's kiss. Yeah. Uh, what What flavor are the rabbits? Ew. I don't even know. They're like little chicken nuggets. They're like Burger King chicken <laughs> nuggets. Sorry, Burger King. Okay. So that means that this stew has like Burger King chicken nuggets in it, wine, yep, bacon, yep, candy, yep, and umami, yep. Well, squidlings um, are squids, and squid has a distinct flavor. Everyone else, I was just kind of going off the cuff. What flavor is the Advance Wars people? What are they? Mm, now that they're part of this stew, they're like, you know, the riblets from Applebee's. That's them? Yeah. I think so. That's an intense stew. I know. It's probably not that bad. I think the candy and the red wine. Well, I think red wine and meat go well together. But candy, okay, so candy definitely throws a wrench in everything. And the rabbits? Yeah. We'll eat those on the side. <laughs> it is getting weird. Yeah, a little spooky. A little bit spooky. But... So Kelly, I figure we'll take a few minutes at the end of this episode to discuss some spooky stuff. Yes. Halloween's a few days away. Yes. The mood is the mood is uh, scary. Yes. It's spooky. It's terrifying. Yes. And I feel that we should use this platform to discuss spooky and terrifying things. You know what's really terrifying is that you cannot get a free trial on Peacock to watch Halloween Kills. Yes. I have seen that movie now. Oh. Remember? Yeah. It's, I didn't like it. It's not a movie <laughs> review podcast, though. Okay. Can you tell me about a spooky and terrifying thing? Yeah. Um, there's this video game. It's called P.T. The scariest thing about it? You can't play it anymore. <laughs> I should rephrase that. You can't acquire it anymore. If you're lucky enough to still have it, then you can play it. It came out on the PlayStation 4 in 2014. So, seven years ago. It was a demo, a playable teaser, if you will, for Silent Hills. If you know anything about games, you've probably heard about this game. It's kind of legendary because they canceled Silent Hills, a game made by Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima. And then in response to canceling the game, they removed it from the storefront, the PT, the playable teaser, which makes some degree of sense. But then they also wiped it from like the databases, meaning that if you downloaded it before it came out or before it got removed and then deleted it, you cannot go back into your downloads and redownload it. It's gone. It's on, not on any servers. Um, so I am fortunate enough that I had it downloaded before that time. I have to keep my PlayStation 4 because I want to play this game once every year, basically. And it cannot be played on a PS5. Um, but this game has like a lot of mystique behind it. And I got a couple stories I want to share about it. Oh. May I? No. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Talking Games with Kelly. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I feel like we we always have one false ending gag. I think I think we do also. <laughs> and it's never planned.
Um, so the first time I played this game would have been shortly after the game released in the summer of 2014. I downloaded it on my PlayStation 4. I heard that this was a real spooky game. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'm going to play this game. And I'm going to play it right. So it was a Saturday evening. I was still living in my parents' house. This was before I was even in college. And my parents were out for the night. So it was just me in the house all by myself. And I decide, all right, it's 11 p.m. It's dark. It's time to play PT. I've heard good things. I heard it's kind of spooky. I'm not easily scared, though, so I'm fine. Um, is Peter okay? Peter the ghost? He heard the word spooky, and he got excited. Okay. And he does he want to hear the story? Yeah, he does. He's listening. Okay. Give him one of your headphones. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Hi, Peter. So I'm upstairs. Kelly's really committed to this. She's just holding the headphone in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upstairs by myself. I'm sitting on my game room couch with a TV directly in front of me. All the lights in the house off. Next to me is a door. That door leads to the closet, which inside that has a door that leads to the attic. I'm sitting there playing PT. It's very spooky from the very start. If you've never experienced it, it's very terrifying, especially playing it. Like, you can watch it, and it's scary, but there's just something about having to walk your character <laughs> forward. It's so challenging to just move. Uh, so there were many moments in the first, like, 20, 30 minutes of gameplay where I just stopped and either sat still or paused, and I was, like, just taking breaths. Just like, this is scary. I'm, I'm very on edge. I'm not having fun. And then things are starting to get extra spooky, I see a couple faces in the game. There start to be a lot more loud noises. And then uh, next to me, in real life, I hear a very loud creaking sound as the door next to me opens in my empty house. That's the sound I was making on the inside <laughs> because on the outside, I was completely silent and paralyzed with fear. This is not a gag. This is one of the most scared moments I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> because this game's whole thing is like opening and closing doors slowly and loudly. And then a door opened next to me. I paused. I sat staring forward. Didn't look over at the door because I wasn't ready mentally for it. And then after a couple minutes, I'm like, okay, I can move again. So I stand up, turn on the light, turn off the PS4, look at the door say, okay, there's no ghost that I can see right there, run to my room, close the door, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm not playing that ever again. I was so terrified. I did end up playing it a few days later in broad daylight with somebody else, and it was and it was quite a remarkably scary experience, but my God, that first time was rough. So the door just opened? Yes. So because that door, inside the closet, there was a door to the attic, and that door was all the way open. Probably just got left open earlier when things were getting taken in and out of the attic. Probably. Or. Or. or but either way, it allowed wind to come in from the outside Ugh. and open this door. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was remarkably unpleasant. I'll never know for sure. It might have been Lisa from PT coming to real life and, and doing that to me. It might have been. But. Audience, hold on to your pantaloons. I have another PT story, and it involves not just me, but Kelly. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> yes, I know. It's, it's very intense. So Kelly and I went to college together. We became uh, good friends my first year there. And we had a couple other friends, and we were just sitting around, and it was spooky time. It was probably around October, would be my guess. And me and Kelly both know about PT. And Kelly's like, oh, I'm so upset. I didn't download it in time. Like, I didn't. I never got to play that. And I was like, you haven't played PT? And this is prob this is two years after release, right? Oh, no, this would have been about a year. 2015, yeah. Yeah, I got 2016, 2015 confused. But it was it was about a year or so after release and we're talking about it. Our two other friends are there and they're like, that sounds really cool and scary. And I'm like, 
do y'all want to play it? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. So we all go up to my little old dorm room on a Saturday night, turn off all the lights, and we all get way too close for human <laughs> beings because it's a tiny dorm room and I don't have chairs. So we're all just like sat on my twin size bed looking at my tiny TV on top of my dresser. <laughs> and it was like, all right, who's ready for PT? And I was playing because, you know, there's only one controller. It's a one player game. And I'm playing really rudely. Like I'm walking around corners way too slowly and turning the camera way too slowly to make everything scarier. We were all pretty tense. The jump scares, there were there was a big jump scare early in the game that gets you. It got us pretty good. I'd say we all we all yipped. Would you agree? Oh yeah, there was yipping involved. Yes, lots of yipping, lots of like ooh, lots of nail biting. <laughs> lots of arm grabbing. So, we get to a point late in the game. The final puzzle is very challenging to solve. Partially because there's no actual solution. It's basically impossible to solve definitively every time. But we did a few loops around this hallway trying to solve it. And at this point, I'd probably played PT like 10 times. I had seen most of what the game had to offer. And it still spooked me, but I was ready for most things. And I played it up most of the game. You know, I prepared jump scares really well so that it scared everybody sitting on this tiny little bed as well as possible. And then in the final loop, I'm walking around the hallway trying to figure it out. And we all see like a shaking silhouette in the distance. And I'm like, what's that? And I believe everybody was like, shut up, shut up. That's <laughs> not funny. Like, you know what it is. And I was like, no, I actually have no idea what's going. Like, I've never seen this. And so it gets really tense. And then I'm like, what? I gotta walk forward. So I start walking forward slowly, and it's Lisa, the the villain, or the, the ghost of PT, shaking in the hallway. And I think we all got pretty tense, and then I took one more step forward, and she just lunged at us. We all screamed. Top of our lungs. Legitimate terror. Screaming. <laughs> probably fueled by, like, each other, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt the uh, fear of God in me in that moment. <laughs> it was very unpleasant, but also amazing. And then uh, not, but 30 seconds later, a loud bang on my actual door. Um, one of my neighbors came to check if everybody was safe because of how loud and terrify terrifying <laughs> our screams were. We created legitimate fear in the hallway of, of our door. <laughs> so... For this spooky time, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to recommend a spooky game, a series of games They're called Faith. They're very scary, especially if you have a lot of, especially if you have a lot of Christian and or Catholic trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you like the Exorcist movies, um, you probably like these games because you play a priest and you're going to a remote location to do an exorcism. Um, it's very simplistic. It's very scary. There, the one thing of note is that there are these like little cutscenes. They're really short, but they're like rotoscoped. Ooh, that's spooky. Very scary. And there's like this little voice in the game. And every time you die, he goes mortis because that's the Latin word for death. Um. But it's very spooky, and I just wanted to recommend it if anybody's looking for a game to really scare the pants off of you. But if you, and I wanted to give like a disclaimer about the type of scary story it is, because it's not like ghosts and stuff, it's like demons and like exorcisms and stuff. And I know some people really hate that stuff. So I just wanted to give a little warning, but I, uh, it's very spooky. And I really like those cutscenes because they're very unnerving and very unsettling. What is this available on? Um, it should be on S maybe Steam. Definitely. Hold on. Let me look it up. Oh, <laughs> it's available on Itch.io, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Windows. Okay. How much is it? An expensive product? 
Let me see. Okay. <laughs> I typed in faith <laughs> games because there's three of them. <laughs> so you got like religious games. And yeah, it was like games for reaffirming your faith. Oh my goodness. Um, it says that it's available for download, name your own price. So that's from Itch.io. Oh, okay. So if you are maybe a little rough of money, you could play this for free? Yes. Pay $1 and you get the deluxe version, the soundtrack, wallpapers, backgrounds, and up free updates. That's just for a dollar. Um, it's pixel art, so it's not like a... It's not a super intensive game, but it is spooky, and I, I don't think the third one is out yet. It looks like there's just a demo, but it was rated one of IGN's best horror games of 2017. Wow. Yeah, so very spooky. I'm just looking at this person's other games. It also looks like it hasn't released on consoles yet. It's just coming to them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I looking at just screenshots makes me unnerved. I'm probably going to go play this upon your recommendation because it looks really unpleasant and I really like rotoscope. Well, I hate rotoscoped things actually. Yeah. But that's that sounds like a really good thing to experience on Halloween. Yeah, it's like uncanny valley almost. Cuz they're moving yeah. like humans do, but it's like pixelated, so your brain can't your brain is like, eh, "I don't like this." Yeah. I don't like it. Ah! That was that was a really <laughs> well performed scream. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the spooky times. Yep. A couple days from now, I'm looking forward to the PlayStation Showcase. Yep. I'm looking forward to uh, Cyberpunk in a couple weeks. Oh. I'm looking forward <laughs> to uh, anything else apparently, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Pretend that I'm crying. It sounds like you are crying. No, now you sound like a goat. Now you sound like Peter. Peter, what are you most looking forward to? Wow, Peter, that was really insightful. Thank you for your input. Can you translate that or? No, you didn't understand what he said. Uh no I uh, yeah uh yeah I understood uh, thanks everybody for tuning in to uh, talking games with Kelly and Andrew we'll be here again next week post spooky times and I fully understood what Peter just said <laughs> thanks for listening everybody have a happy and safe Halloween bye. bye.